Hello and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We are on a mission to help other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today we wanted to talk about some of the camping rules and how not to annoy other people by transgressing the rules. And also about Trilliums, which is Ontario's Provincial Flower, and Ferris Provincial Park. So I'll turn it over to Tim for camping rules. All right, so I'm not going to talk about all the camping rules, mostly ones that I watch people break all the time. Uh, and I don't know if it's because they're unaware, they don't care, but I thought, you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing to just put the info back out there in the hopes that it sticks in people's heads. Not necessarily in order of how they're listed with the uh, the provincial park listing, but because May 2-4 is coming, you know, honest to goodness, we're, we're into spring. Didn't you notice all the rain we're getting? There's this morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, and it's supposed to snow overnight too. What the heck? We're in April, man. So many parks have a uh, May 2-4 or Victoria Day weekend alcohol ban. And it's they're big fines, just so you know. And like alcohol offenses run anywhere between 50 and 175 bucks. And I think on a banned weekend, it's 125 bucks if you get caught with it. So maybe don't do that. And also, <laughs> Civil Point has its very own Labor Day weekend ban because it's so out of control. It's too close to Toronto is the problem. But <laughs> check the rules before you go. Make sure that you're allowed to take the beer with you. So just for clarity, it's only on specific weekends? Correct. I think it's May 2-4 weekend, Victoria Day weekend, and 10 days preceding that specifically just because they're long weekends and we're a bunch of yahoos and we get out of control once the snow's gone. So... Yes, May 2-4 weekend and, uh, and Labor Day weekend, at, at, well, but Labor Day weekend's only at Civil. So there's that. Noise transgressions are, are a big one, certainly for me. People go camping to be outdoors and, and get away from noise. Like that's kind of the thing. Or to hear wildlife noise, not, not you, not your barking dog. Radio-free campgrounds, which are, I think, fairly well laid out. I know I specifically look for radio-free campgrounds when we're car camping. They're radio-free. It's, it's, it's not, well, how loud can I play my radio? No, no, no. I think you missed the point. Radio-free. No radios. That's how that works, okay? Just saying, because lots of people don't seem to grasp that concept. And then any kind of excessive noise anywhere in the park really is an issue, whether it is your, your barking dog that you apparently don't notice everybody else does there's no sound barrier in between your site and my site and i know we've talked about this presqueo last summer so 2021 the campsite beside us they stayed up till like i don't know three o'clock in the morning man and they were loud and drunk and all of that it's like don't just don't okay because people are trying to trying to get some relaxation especially in these wonderful trying times let them get there i mean i get you need to but if you need to blow off a little steam and sit up late and have a big yak, find somewhere else to do it. Go on some crown land where nobody else is around and whatever. Not not in a provincial park where somebody's, you know, 14 feet from you, okay? Just saying. Uh, also, noise bylaws, just, just throwing it out there. The fines run anywhere between 75 and 150 bucks. So it, it's also pretty expensive to not do the things the way you're supposed to do them. The title is Storing Wildlife Attractants. Your cooler, when you walk away, when you go for a hike or something, and you leave your cooler on your site, big mistake. Maybe not as much in the closer to GTA uh, parks because you're less likely to have bears, what have you. It's a big fine, it's 125 bucks. And if you leave your cooler, just, just stick it in your car. Uh, 
truck, whatever trunk, doesn't matter. Not, not in your tent. You can throw it in your RV because it's hard-sided. You're making things bad for the animals because they become habituated to, I don't have to hunt for my food or forage for my food. I can just see that blue thing with the white lid over there. That is where I eat from. And as a side note, there's another one that I, I actually read in a blog post. It might have been an Ontario Parks blog post. They uh, mentioned that dog food. So if you feed your dog, your dog doesn't need the whole bowl, and then you guys bail out, and, and chipmunks come and steal it. it. It's cute. It's not You're not doing the chipmunks any favors. Just saying, or raccoons, because we know how much I hate raccoons. I don't care how cute it is. All right, next is uh, vehicles and roads. So a lot of people don't seem to grasp the concept that the uh, Ontario Highway Traffic Act applies inside of Ontario Provincial Parks. So everything, whether it's whether it's driving with a beer, whether it's speeding, and for the record, I believe it's 20 kilometers an hour is the speed limit uh, in Ontario Parks. And very few people do 20 kilometers an hour. So, And kids in the back of pickups are not allowed either. Exactly. Which we see, oh my God, all the time. It's like, you know what? I'm I'm in my 50s, so I remember when we did that because we lived in the boonies and that seemed to be a, a mode of transportation. We also rode bikes without helmets and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of us with brain damage and stuff now. Okay, <laughs> So there's a reason that, that, that you don't do things like that. I'm sure it's it was fun when I was a kid. I understand that it, it, it's still illegal to do so. At some point, it's going to be a problem. So I would just highly recommend not not doing that. You can get it, the fines around eighty five to one hundred twenty five bucks, uh, and then there's also the wonderful demerit points for doing foolish things. Whether it's not stopping at a stop sign, you know, like doing a rolling stop, same same deal. It's just like it, it would apply in town. All right. It might be even particularly more dangerous there because kids are running around everywhere. Yeah. And ab- on bikes. And absolutely. And feeling free about doing all their things. And they and they should be able to. They should be able to, to do that, to, to be able to run around and be a little bit carefree because you're paying attention. You're following the rules, right? Just saying. Pets. Pets are a thing uh, for us because we, we have Farley, we, our, our puppy that comes with us, our eight-year-old, almost nine-year-old puppy. Lots of people seem to think that... <laughs> A number of things. I'll just say the things like how it needs to be. Your dog is not supposed to be on anything longer than a six-foot leash, uh, two meters, I believe, at any time. Their dog also has to be on a leash all the time, whether you're on the campsite with them, whether you're... No, sorry, you can have them off-leash in designated off-leash areas. Pet exercise That's area. That's an exercise area. Or on the pet beach, like the swimming area, you're allowed to do that. But the rest of it, no. And don't take your pet to the regular beach. That's that's probably not going to go well. You're going to annoy people. And and it's a flammable offense. Don't leave your dog unattended. Even if it's on its six-foot leash, don't walk away from your site. You're not allowed to. And a lot of dogs become barky when they don't have pe- their people around. So then it's now you're, we're into a noise thing too. So multiple fines there. And yeah, that's it. The six-foot leash, they can be pretty enforcement-oriented about things like that. I only have a couple more. Great. So, because <laughs> we've seen it happen, fireworks. See, it's a one-word comment. No. That's it. The fine for possession of fireworks in an Ontario Provincial Park is 100 bucks. If you ignite those fireworks, it's 150 bucks. So it's actually 250 because you get binged for the possessing it, and then you get binged for setting it off. Fireworks, no. That's just that's just the stupidest thing ever. That I realize that's my opinion. I don't care if I offend you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because I I watch camping videos on occasion, 
One of the things I notice is gorgeous, high overhead, big, beautiful shots from drones. Guess what? Every one of those shots, they're not allowed to do it. There are ways you can, sorry, you can get permission from the park superintendent. My understanding is that literally never happens. It's a provincial law. You can't, sorry, not true. It's a federal law. You can't fly. It's unmanned something vehicles. UEV, I'm not positive. Unmanned aerial vehicles. Aerial, UAV, that's it, aerial vehicles. Uh, you can't, you can't fly them uh, over designated areas, including airports. Provincial parks is another one. So if you were to manage to get permission from the park superintendent, good for you. And you can take those big, beautiful shots. But my understanding is that that's not a thing. They don't let you do that sort of stuff. If you're somebody who's authorized, like a firefighter, they do use them to look for fires. They do fire suppression, that sort of deal. Okay, there, you can fly a drone over the park. Everybody else, no go. Okay, so and, and don't. Aside from which, when you post that video, if they choose to, You've literally just shot yourself in the foot because you just provided them with the proof that they need to charge you with that offense. And our final one, right, so it's a natural environment. Don't destroy it, which, you know, like don't cut branches off trees. Uh, don't don't pick things, etc., etc. One that I watch happen all the time is people dragging dead trees and whatnot out of the bush to their fire. That's a no-no. You're not allowed to do that. It's meant to be... Sorry, you can do that in the back country. You can't do that in front country. You can't do that in car camping. It's meant to be a natural environment. A lot of the times, though, whether they're meant to decompose to provide more nutrients for the soil for future generations of plant growth, it's a home for that little chipmunk that was stealing your dog food. Insects, grubs, that sort of thing, it's, it's part of the natural environment. Just leave it alone. Go buy your crappy wood from the... Ontario Parks at the front office and watch that stuff smoke and spit and <laughs> curse it and <laughs> or check your Facebook group for for a local guy that's outside the park that actually has decent wood. That's your best bet. And on that note, I'm going to turn it over to Pamela. And I wanted to talk a little bit about trilliums since trilliums are Ontario's provincial flower. And this is the time of year where you may spot trilliums out in the woods. We were taught as kids, I believe, not to ever pick them because it was illegal and we were going to go to jail I for doing that. Too. Uh, which is apparently not true. It never was actually made a law, although it was in 2009 proposed as a law, but didn't actually go through. But the, and we were much younger than that actually at the time, so it wasn't 2009. But it is illegal in any provincial park or conservation area to remove or harm any plant, tree, or natural object. So in a provincial park, it is absolutely against the law for you to pick a trillium. And aside from that, it's not recommended to pick trilliums because they only have a very short span where they can collect sunshine and water and then survive the rest of the year. So if you pick it, it may not survive, it can kill the entire plant, so we don't ever want to pick them. And apparently a little interesting fact that I just read about trillium seeds and how they get dispersed is that they're dispersed by ants through a process which is called myrmecochery, uh, which is, yeah. is where the ants are attracted to something on the outside, a protein-rich coating on the outside of the seeds, so they eat that carry the seed back to their nest in the process they disperse the seeds around and the seeds survive as the process of them eating this 
protein off the outside. So anyways, I thought that was interesting. And it's apparently a favorite food for white-tailed deer. And they will actually use trillium counts as a way of trying to determine how many white-tailed deer might be in the area. Anyway, so it's not illegal to pick them on your in your backyard, trilliums, but it's not advised because you can kill the plant. And it is illegal to pick anything or move anything or disturb anything inside a provincial park. And then the other thing I wanted to mention was just a little overnight trip that Brandon and I did many years ago to Ferris Provincial Park. Ferris is located outside Campbellford, Ontario. The interesting thing about Ferris is it has a big suspension bridge. And the suspension bridge goes over the Trent River Gorge. So it's actually kind of cool to go out onto the middle of the bridge and kind of look out over the gorge. There's hiking trails there. There are drumlins that were formed by the glaciers, which is just sort of hills that are shaped sort of like half of an egg. There's no swimming at Ferris, unfortunately, because you can't swim in the Trent River. It's The current is too great. However, there's close by, there's an indoor and outdoor swimming areas that you could go to, but we mainly used it. We were looking for somewhere just within, within driving distance of Toronto that we could drive, stay overnight and come back and just, you know, hike around and find some interesting things. We found an old kind of decrepit, rusty playground of equipment that we we're, when we're out biking around. So proximity to Toronto was mainly one of our criteria and it was a different park that we hadn't been to before. And the suspension bridge was pretty interesting to look at. So anyways, that was it for Ferris Provincial Park. All right, that's it for us for today. Thank you for listening. And we hope to connect with you somewhere on social media. We have the Campfire, which is our public Facebook group. We have our Super Good Camping Facebook page. We have an Instagram uh, page. We've got Twitter account. And you can always visit our website or you can email us anytime at hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's H-I at supergoodcamping.com. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.